on this computer. Um, okay, welcome everyone to the late session of the our bonus Staying Naturally Healthy Ease call on Naturally Healthy Sex. And so our plan for today is I'm just going to start by sharing, I've got a bit of news and then we're going to dive in straight into like why sex matters, like why this is important. And then I'm going to share with you 12 lessons from my sex coach. And uh, so I actually coached with my coach January, I started January or February like last year. Um, so I'm obviously not a, not a sex coach and it's not my area of expertise, but I'm going to be sharing the the big lessons that I, I learned from working with Danielle. And this coaching, it was a three-month container. It was called Better Sex in 90 Days. She doesn't offer this program anymore. She's changed to a different program. Um, but it was like, it was a big investment of time. Um, well, no, but it was a bigger investment of money. So it was like, it was like 3,000 US dollars for this coaching. And I totally am glad that I invested that money. It was like a really good use of resources. Um, so I'm really like, you're getting like, there's a lot of value in this. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys today. So we're going to, I'll go through just the 12, 12 of the, the biggest lessons that I learned from that, that time. And then um, we'll open up for questions and coaching. And if you want to coach on um, sex stuff, we can have a go at that. Or if you, you, there's other coaching that, that you want to cover, we can do that too. I've got some resources to share with you and that will be it for our, our session. So uh, in terms of news, just the post of the week prize this week went to Vicky and I actually read uh, what Vicky had posted, being intentional um, equals happy discoveries. And she'd said, this past Monday on my way home from work, I intentionally decided to take a different route home on public transport in order to avoid the temptation of treats at a store nearby my bus stop. To my surprise, I walked an extra three blocks and on the way, I passed by a fruit and veggie store I'd never been to before. One of my favorite fruits are blue plums. And my, to my delight, there was one, there was a bag of six Ontario blue plums left at, at the right, just the right ripeness. So I bought a bag as well as Ontario farmers, cucumbers and some snap peas. I felt proud of myself and happy to make this intentionally, intentional, healthier purchase. And then she said, bonus, this past week, the scale has been reflecting my overall healthier choices. So now I have um, some plums left to enjoy as a treat for the next couple of days. So celebrating Vicky for posting in the group. We always love that. Sharing tiny wins. Remember, we change best when we feel good. So when we share what's working, that reinforces into our brain when we celebrate what's going well, that reinforces into our brain that we're making progress and it makes it so much easier to continue to progress. So that alone is awesome. Uh, but also wanted to celebrate Vicky for also like making that intentional choice to take a different route home, knowing that um, you know, rather and rather, so that avoiding having to have that temptation come up of like make that so she's like yeah made that intentional choice to follow a different path. Love that, um, yeah. And I also wanted to um, just some coaching that I mentioned before for Vicky it was just just this idea of, like celebrating first of all that the scales been reflecting like heading in the right direction. Amazing that that and that feels good, but also it's not just that you're making healthier choices, Vicky. It's like it's always about the amount of food that you're eating. So like you're, the scale's heading in the right direction, not because your choices are better, it's because the amount of food overall is more is in line with you losing weight. So we want to remember, you could still be losing weight and 
like it, not having palms, like eating pizza or whatever, if you're matching to like listening to your tummy, that piece. So I just want to, just a reminder for everyone, that is really key. Um, okay. But also like, you know, if you are enjoying your, your food and that you are eating more fresh stuff, like amazing, like don't stop doing that, but just, just wanted to remind that that's not necessary for the scale to be reflected. Okay. So now let's talk about sex. So why sex matters? So first of all, the like first reason, of course, is because it feels really good. So um, yeah, like when we have um, like, and that could be, that should be reason enough, right? <laughs> but the thing is that there's more reasons, but yeah, like, you know, it's just, it feels really good. So it's like, a, like a, it's, a, it's ama- amazing that we have this as part of life, but there's some other benefits as well. And one thing that I really noticed in doing this work is around like improving our relationships. So like, you know, sex is an opportunity to increase our increased connection. And there's a heap of research around couples that have regular sex. And that's in research terms by at least once a week um, are significantly more likely to stay together than couples who don't have, who have sex less often or, or not at all. And of course, that's not, doesn't mean it's not, that's impossible, but it really does help with that connection. And then, um, and then the other, so yeah, like you have that connection. So it improves, improves relationships. Um, and also like having that, like sex can be, we'll talk about this a bit later, but it can be like this, this shared interest and this hobby. And that of course creates that, that connection as well. So that, and better relationships are important are important because again it feels good that's really what life's about having good relationships and also that there's health benefits to having stronger relationships and when you look at if you mentioned remember the aging well call like one of the characteristics that's common for in the, um in the blue zone so all the the seven zones around the world that have the highest proportion of centenarians and those in those blue zones community and like good good relationships is part of their culture so so having stronger relationships is good for longevity as well um as well as just it feels good (laughs) um so that's the second reason and then like the other thing is that whenever we improve our sex life that improves our health as well because sex is ultimately like a mindfulness practice it's a practice of being in the moment and experiencing the present moment so any of those whenever you're reading any about benefits of meditation or any mindfulness practice those benefits apply to sex as well if if not more and because like because there's so much stimulation in the in the present moment when we're having sex like it actually makes it it's like a nice way to get that um get that mindfulness and so what happens like on a like a biochemical level is that when we're having sex and we're like experiencing touch and pleasure that's increasing our oxytocin levels which is the um you know hormone that's called the love hormone and so oxytocin kind of balances out cortisol so cortisol being the stress hormone so when there's more oxytocin it decreases cortisol levels and cortisol the stress hormone like reducing that is important it improves our sleep it like having lower cortisol improves your insulin sensitivity so it means that your appetite tends to be more in whack and it's like it's easier to um eat in and maintain your weight or lose weight um and also like the um 
because all the hormones, they interact with each other. So when cortisol is lower and oxytocin, the, the love hormone is higher, um, that helps balance out the sex hormones as well. So you get the right balance of estrogen and particularly progesterone is um, tends to be like when cortisol is lower, progesterone increases and that can be really helpful. And also like having less cortisol means less infl inflammation and that's good for everything as well. Um, so yeah, there's so many, there's like there's like sex has a direct impact on our health. Um, and also like, so that's a reason enough as well for the, the, that sex is important. Um, but another one is like confidence. So when you're like this part of your life is going well and you're like tending to it, like being when you're experiencing more pleasure, you tend to feel better in, about yourself and feel better in your body. And so you like exuding more confidence. And then finally, and we spoke about this fair bit in when I did that better sex coaching, like female pleasure is actually a feminist act. So because like for millennia, like female pleasure has been seen as something like the to be stifled and to be uh you know, to be pushed down as a way to like control women. And so by us celebrating our pleasure and making, prioritizing our pleasure and making it a part of our lives is actually a feminist act of us like being pro-women. Pro uh, so like so many reasons to like actually, you know, so many benefits that, that you stand to gain by improve, doing some work to improve your sex life or having playing around with improving your sex life. So, um, yeah, and actually I should have mentioned at the beginning, if you want to, if you have any questions or comments as we're going, just like interrupt me, like un unmute yourself or you can just post in the chat um, and do it, do it that way too. Um, but we will have time for questions at the end. So now that I've sold you on this idea of like why it's so important and why it's like so worthwhile to improve our um, experience of pleasure, let's dive into my 11, my 12 lessons from my, my sex coach. So the first thing that I learned from Danielle, which I found really, really helpful was just this idea of spontaneous desire versus responsive desire. So when we think, so what they are, spontaneous desire is when you see someone you're like yeah <laughs> let's do it um and you get that like instant like like desire to um yeah like for sex whereas and so most men um their predominant desire is spontaneous desire um and then the other type of desire which i didn't even know existed is responsive desire and so what responsive desire is is when you're um you might not be you're not really feeling a lot of desire but then when you start touching or you start um you know putting it you get yourself in a situation then the desire comes after you start kind of thing and so most women particularly as we age tend to fall into like responsive desire is their number one is there is the the way they experience desire more and so this is great news because I was kind of thinking as I was getting older, like definitely a lot less spontaneous desire. And so I was thinking that there was something wrong with me, that I should be like, you know, just like should be wanting it more. And now when I understood that this is like a normal part of like of how humans can be and that it's actually fine for your desire to be mostly responsive desire, um, that was like it was very liberating and very freeing for me and it just felt like it took the pressure off of like, oh, that I you know, should be like that I should be having more spontaneous desire. So 
you're welcome to um, to take that on as well. So yeah, totally fine if most most of the desire that you experience is is with responsive desire. So that's the first lesson. Second is, um, and these aren't in any order. It's just how I happened to um, they came out of my brain when I was writing this. Um, so the next one is that desire is a feeling, and like. So therefore, just to remind it back to our like um, our feelings work, the TEA that their thoughts drive our emotions and they drive our actions. So desire is an emotion, and so it comes from our thoughts. So if you're thinking, "I'm too tired, I just want to sleep," or "I don't want another thing to do on my to-do list," like of course you're not going to be feeling desire like when you've got those those thoughts going on whereas if you're thinking other thoughts that are potentially uh, building a desire so it could be i want to do this for me um could be could be one or it's possible i could enjoy this even that one of like it's possible i could enjoy this like if you think it's like tuesday night and you're like and your husband or your partner's like hey what how about about it and you're like if you're if you instead of thinking I just want to sleep if you think it's possible I could enjoy this like that's a very like that's opening that window to starting to feel desire and getting you in the mood so um, our thoughts of course with everything that we do (laughs) um, our thoughts are really have play a huge impact on our experience of desire so that's a that was a really helpful lesson to remember yeah if I'm not feeling desire okay, look at my thoughts. Like, what what am I thinking about this? Okay, so next one is to schedule it. And this is huge. And this has been really life-changing for me. And like the resistance that comes up is, of course, that's like when, you know, with sex, like, you know, I shouldn't have to schedule it because we should be just spontaneous and we should be like, you know, whatever. And, um, And the thing is that, Yes, it, that can happen and that's great, particularly if it tends to be in the beginning of relationships. But if you find that you're in a, this part, part of life where you're not having as sex as often as you would like, um, then scheduling it is the solution because it's like, and what it, it is, it's, it's just making time for something that's important to you. And the thing is, if we don't make time for the things that are important to us, other stuff fills up that time. And so this has been like so life-changing for me to actually do it. And so, and what that can look like, it's up to you. Like if you, you might want to have a conversation with your partner around scheduling and like when we'd make the time for like for both of you, or if you, that, if your partner's resistant to the idea of scheduling, and because some people, you know, they are, then what you can do is like just schedule it with yourself. So that you're like, okay, Tuesday night's going to be sex night. And so you can plan accordingly. And then, you don't have to tell your partner that ahead of the time, but you just go, hey, the Tuesday night rolls down, then you go, hey, and then like initiate and like that can work as well. So there's like, you know, it's about finding like what works for you um, in your, in not like in your relationship. And that can change, of course, over, over the, over, over time. Um, but yeah, that's been so huge. So we, for us, it's like Sunday morning, like, and actually that was one of the other things after, like in, when we were doing, when I was doing this coaching, like just finding time that because I I think for most of us like scheduling sex at bedtime isn't the greatest option because like you generally you're tired and you do just want to go to sleep so you do have to coach yourself more of course if that's the only option you know go for it but 
like finding other times can be really, really helpful. So we actually just like decided Sunday mornings is out couple time. And so what we do is we've got a lock for the bedroom door. So like the boys get up, they just got themselves sorted and have screen time. Like, so they're involved in their screens. They're not coming anywhere near, near us. And then, um, so I usually go out and do some meditation stuff in my office space out here and then I sneak back into the house um through the side door and yeah like we have a couple time on on Sunday mornings and but but there's also times where we've scheduled it like where like Glenn's gone in late to work and I like on days that I'm not working in the morning like so like that can work as well um but it really has made a huge difference like just rather than leading it to chance actually going okay and being intentional like okay when is going to suit this week then it's like so good um so really recommend that next lesson I got from Danielle is what she calls building a bridge to the bedroom and so what that looks like is um because what and what it is is like actually scheduling and actually intentionally having some time with yourself and having a little creating a little ritual to get you ready for um for your intimate encounter but rather so rather than just like rushing from your email inbox and your to-do list like and like you know into the bedroom like having this bridge where you're giving yourself like an opportunity to get ready and this is particularly helpful if you're someone who takes a long time to get turned on like having that time um like allowing yourself like time to get ready is so then that when you do like meet with your partner that you're kind of you're in the mood and you're already on the way is means that you start off that in a in a in a better way and you're more open and receptive to um to to pleasure and um it just it makes it makes it a lot easier to to make that transition and so what that can look like it's you know and even it, it just can be a couple of minutes of like it can be a breathing exercise it's like anything that's going to switch off your thinking brain and connect you into your body is going to be helpful so it might be like taking a bath or having a long hot shower or it might be Danielle in the the coaching she actually have recorded a heap of guided meditations that are were on a podcast so I just would put one of those on and and like you know just spend some time like doing she would guide you through breathing and some movement and um, you know different different things depending on some visualization to get you in the mood or it might be you know reading like erotic fiction if that's something that you're into uh, like there's a million ways that you can do it and I do different ones different things depending on the day but I all do take that pause to like center myself and kind of set an intention for how I want the the session to go so that can be um, helpful to like imagine and, and just ask myself like you know how do I want this to go like how to and and just like so I'm thinking about um, you know maybe there's like kind of quiz myself on like you know what would feel good or uh is there something that we haven't tried for a while or and I think about like what I'm going to wear like and just kind of getting ready and having fun with it like playing around with ideas so that you know when we when I go into the bedroom that you know I've got it's not just like oh hang on and I'm still thinking about things that I need to do um so that's been a really beautiful practice as well um so yeah that that can be a really fun thing to 
to tune into. Uh, some meditation can be good. Yeah, visualizing, like whatever, however you like to do it. There's, there's no right or wrong with that. Next one is you can ex- improve your ability to experience pleasure. And after doing the coaching, I'm not surprised at this, of course. Like, of course, our bodies, it's like like pleasure, our ability to receive and to experience pleasure. Of course, it's a skill and it's just something that we can get better at. But I didn't ever note it, like kind of consciously think about that before I did this coaching. And so there's a few different ways that we can improve our ability to um, experience pleasure and, and, and up, up level our skills in that area. So the first one is understanding that movement um, increases sensation. So when, our, and this is just the way our brains are wired, is that when a body part is stationary, there's minimal like Con, um, minimal like transfer of information between um, the, that body part and the brain which of, of course makes sense because the, the brain's got a lot to like there's a lot of body parts to take care of um, so if, if something's not moving then it, the, like that there's not a lot of transfer of data whereas when you move it, an area then um, there's a lot more um, data going before, bet- between them so you were actually experiencing more sensation when we move parts of our body. And so that's why in the Naturally Healthy Club, when I'm teaching people to listen to their, to tune into their tummy and listen to their to their body in terms of how much food to eat, that's why I suggest like doing a tummy wiggle. And that's like to bringing, and that's because bringing movement into the area in, like increases the, the sensation, increases the, the connection between your brain and, the, and the, that area in the body. So it works for tummy, but if you want to in, um, in, like include sensation like actually squeezing your um like your your private parts um like that's a way to bring movement or wiggling that's a way to bring movement into that area and so then you're able to to feel that sensation more and it just focuses your brain oh okay we've got it's kind of waking the area up and it's like oh we're going to do do some things um so that movement is really fun and that can be part of your building your bridge bridge to the bedroom um that could be a fun thing to do it's just like kind of doing some little squeezing or wiggling um so and then the next way that we can improve our ability to experience pleasure is actually increasing like doing exercises to increase the muscles in in that area um, and there's a direct relationship between how strong your muscles are and your ability to increase, like the, how the how intense your orgasms are. Like it is, like it's it's not just this mythical thing. It's actually like there's muscles down there that are doing the job, and it's like those contractions. Like if you're, those muscles are stronger, they're able to contract more, and you feel more sensation. Um, so doing some sort of pelvic floor exercises, great for continence, but also great for your ability to. Um, receive pleasure and Danielle actually talked us through there was one of the um, guided meditations she did she called it like the north to south practice where she would actually get you to go through and squeeze like the muscles around and actually all the different parts of the muscles around your clitoris clitoris as she called it Um, and then the you know the urethra and then your vaginal wall the vaginal opening and then also like into the vagina and then the perineum which is a bit between the vagina and the anus and then the anus as well and so by doing that 
exercise that that actually increases the ability strengthens those muscles and increases our ability to feel sensation in the area and it's actually like quite a pleasurable thing to exercise to do um but one since i've um, finished that what i've been doing more often is that there's an app called squeezy which is designed to help women like people with incontinence and so that actually i use that app these days uh to and i just do like one set of the their exercises and they say they have like where you're just squeezing for long and holding and release and holding like long slow squeezes and then they also get you to do some rapid fire squeezes as well so i'll put a link to that app um, in the resources and but if you do want to experience more pleasure and you also don't want to pee when you sneeze <laughs> um they highly recommend building that tiny practice that's like building that building that habit into your day of doing some sort of um, pelvic floor exercises and then the other way to improve our ability to experience pleasure is actually taking collagen supplements. So collagen is, you know, we need that for skin and like for creating skin. And it's something that like our muscles, it naturally decreases with age. So by taking um, collagen supplements, you're actually giving the building blocks there to for the vagina like all the the cell wall the cell walls the vaginal walls and everything like the, the more collagen you have available the more those areas stay youthful and so you know collagen great for your, like beauty but also good for experiencing pleasure as well um so taking a supplement and also we mentioned that in the gut health episode too so um it's taking collagen supplements is good for so many things so I highly recommend that Next one is that, so there's, yeah, like you can see, there's a whole heap of ways that we can actually improve our abilities to um, experience pleasure, which is so fun. And like there are different things that you can do on your own. Um, the next one is number five, this idea that the goal of a sexy session is actually pleasure and not orgasm. And this is particularly helpful. It's actually particularly helpful if someone is having like difficulty orgasming, but it's also a helpful way to approach it, even if that's not a problem for either of you, um, because it just takes the pressure off. And it also because otherwise, like sex, there's so much pleasure available in different ways that you can be interacting with each other that if you're just focused on orgasm and that's the like the finish line and that's what we're racing towards, you can miss out on a lot of the other incidental you know, pleasures. And, and so reminding yourself before you start, like, yeah, the goal here is to experience pleasure not to have an orgasm. It just it opens your mind up and it reminds you of the different things. So that's some five. Number six is this idea that self-pleasure or self-love is just as valuable as the pleasure you experience with a partner. And that, and this was just like this idea of unshaming that like, you know, masturbation has a, has a lot of, can have a lot of negative connotations. And just to remember that um, the goal uh, that, that, that actually, you know, whenever we do any, um, whenever we're experiencing pleasure with ourselves and taking care of our, ourselves, that that's just as valuable, if not more valuable than for people that are like when we're having like 
um, sex with a, with a partner and that you know it can be really helpful and fun to schedule that time for yourself and actually make that a priority of having your self-love practice uh, can be just as beautiful as as time as time with your partner so that's and then also like when you're single like that's an like an amazing opportunity for you to get to know your body more um and yeah and just experience pleasure in a different way so that can be really fun um something to to play around with um lesson number seven is savoring um uh and so savoring is just remembering that your mind is supposed to wander. So what we want to do, like, so when we're when we're um, when we're having sex, like, not make it wrong that our brain starts thinking about, like, if our brain starts wandering to planning something or solving solving a problem, like that's that's what brains do. So nothing's wrong. It's not like you're not into it. It's not like there's a problem here. It's just just reminding yourself. Oh yeah brain okay this is what brains do no problem i'm just going to bring it back to the present moment and just refocusing and tuning back in to what the pleasure is so you just keep bringing it back you keep bringing your brain back so similar to meditation but except what you're bringing your brain back to rather than your breath is your experience of being in your body as you're um, experiencing sex and so and like i I think about that in terms of like just savoring the moment savoring the sensation savoring being wherever you are that you are um okay our next one is number eight so this is um yeah this idea that pleasure is available in any moment and i love this because we don't have to be having sex to experience pleasure and it's a, a great way to be approaching pleasure because it like there's always ways to tune in to like what you can notice right now and like because so much of life we go through like thinking in our thoughts and being in our heads and we're actually missing out on on the pleasure of like you know a beautiful light coming through a window or a beautiful plant or like you know beautiful flowers somewhere so there's like visual pleasure there's you know or auditory pleasure so you know when you hear bird song or a you know a song that sounds really great to our ears like that's available to us or um you know there's like this the, the feeling of, of touch that's that's not necessarily sexual of just you know when you're rubbing I, I really like this havening technique like that feels really nice to me like how smooth my hands hands feel um so yeah like or like when we're stroking like just stroking ourselves um, there's always like in any moment there's pleasure that we can tune into and like even this morning when I, d- I did this I had my woolly um, my really super cozy woolly socks on and so like the pleasure that I was um, like I could tune in like when I closed my like eyes I could feel like just how the touch of the um, of my feet in my socks was just so amazing but I've got different socks on now so they don't feel they feel a little bit wrinkled under my feet and not so good um, but yeah so there's like yeah amazing like there's always that pleasure that you can tune into so if I think about now what can I feel that feels good like this feeling in my hands like that's probably the thing that feels the nicest to me right now um, so yeah like and so that can be something that you might want to experience to play around with as a tiny habit of just 
noticing more pleasure in your day-to-day life. And so it might be you just set that tiny habit of like, you know, set that intention of like, you know, every time I get into the car, I'm going to um, and to go for, go for a drive, I'm going to set the intention that I'm going to notice something pleasurable, and whether that's you know something in my body or something that I see, doesn't matter what it is. But you have that we have that ability to tune into pleasure more and more. Um, okay, so that's number eight. Number nine is to treat sex like a hobby. So I mentioned this uh, in the like relationship in the connect, connection thing, and the like you know sex is some it's like a skill it's like so we have the ability to like learn and like learn more about it and to under deepen our understanding and deepen our practice and like actually Glenn is really amazing at this of like treating it like a hobby like he's always researching different toys and different things like different lubricants and trying different things he's like you know he'll create playlists for us um like it's like it can be a really fun fun hobby there's podcasts you can listen to um I'll link to um my sex coach her podcast um but yeah like there's other things as well there's websites there's books you can read um like and actually like bringing that curiosity and that fun that you would to any other hobby that you have is a really fun way to to approach it okay our next one is number 10 um and this is um, a crazy idea that you can have an orgasm with just your mind and so my sex coach Danielle said that she had experienced this where no no touching was involved but it was just like she was thinking like she used her brain and she was thinking and that actually brought her to orgasm which is um, I haven't ever experienced that but it's like you know that is an option as well um and the last or the second last lesson was um, that you can actually have heart orgasms as well, which I'd never heard of either. And so and other people experience full body orgasms, like where the um, the sensations just aren't happening in the like in genital area, that it actually is traveling up into the to the heart, um, which is the heart orgasm. And people have it like where it takes over their whole body as well. So um, those are available as well. So I haven't re- got there yet, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, wow, I didn't even know that existed. So um, yeah, so that's that's it for, oh yeah. And then the last lesson that I didn't have on my list that I remembered when I woke up was, um, and this is like, was a really helpful thought for me for those nights when, um, you know, Glenn's like, hey, well, how about it tonight? And it's like Tuesday night and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get up in the morning and thinking I'm like, then I'll be late to bed. And it's really, and th- th- this thought was, and one thing I noticed was that when like having sex at bedtime, even if I get to bed later, if I go to sleep later, the actual quality of my sleep is higher. And I have a, an aura ring, so I'm measuring my sleep. And I noticed that that if I had sex before I went to sleep, even though I was going to sleep half an hour later, that my the amount of deep sleep and the amount of REM sleep I would get would be more than if I had just gone to bed at normal time without having sex. So like I found that thought really helpful. It's like, oh, actually this is going to help me get better quality sleep and that removed my like, you know, my barrier of, oh, I should be going to sleep sooner. Um, you know, I don't want to have sex because I want to go to sleep sooner. So like that was a really helpful thought that you might like to 
um, to borrow or play around with. Um, and yeah, it was kind of cool to see. I didn't notice it like if it's like we're having sex in the morning. I don't haven't noticed a change in sleep quality then, but I haven't really been looking for it. So I, I will um, we'll we'll check that out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's lessons from my from my sex coach. So. Uh, yeah, and so I'll share with the resources. We've got that Squeezy app that um, I mentioned for doing those pelvic floor exercises. And as a takeaway from this, if I was only going to do one thing, if you were like, "Yeah, I want to improve my sex life," and I was only gonna, you were only going to do one thing, the first thing I would do would be to download that app and just create that tiny habit of when am I going to do this every day. And in the app, they encourage you or you choose another app to do it, but adding in those, um, those that, that exercise, uh, really, really helpful in terms of increasing sensation and also good for content, the continents, as we mentioned. So think about like, you know, remember when we're creating tiny habits, it's like after I do whatever, whatever, um, you know, I'll open the app and just make that your, your tiny habit recipe. So mine is like after I do my Duolingo French lesson, I open the Squeezy app and do my do my exercises. Uh, and they they actually get you, they encourage you to do a couple of sets a day, but I have just simplified it where I do one set of the slow and one set of the fast exercises and just just that's enough for me for now. I might increase that in the future, but it's like and doing something like that is better than than doing nothing. Um yeah, so that's, oh yeah, so in the resources I'll share, the Squeezy app, I'll share a link to um, Danielle's podcast. So it's called It's My Pleasure. That would be another really great starting place because listening to her, she's like so, um, yeah, actually I didn't mention before. So Danielle, my sex coach, she's a coach. So she actually, I met her in a, we were in a business coaching mastermind together and so she comes at it from like a coaching perspective. So she gets the whole thoughts piece, which is amazing. But she also had st studied neuroscience at university. And so she, um, you know, so she approaches pleasure from that kind of scientific, you know, physical. So she's got the kind of psychological part with the coaching and then also like just the deep, the understanding of neuroscience and how our brains work and like, you know, because and pleasure is you know, part of like the nervous system so um yeah like so having both she like she's such a great coach coach on this topic and just listening to her podcast when you listen to it you like it just makes you want to get better like and to to improve your set like your your skill in in sex so it's like she's um really it's a it's a really fun podcast uh, and then there was a website that called OMG Yes that Lisa had shared. I haven't checked that out yet. And also um, one thing from the Making Sex a Hobby, like there's this brand of like vibrators and sex toys that Glenn's discovered um, called Lalo and they like their design is really beautiful and they've got vibrators that are like specifically designed for like clitoral stimulation, which uh, so yeah, they, they can be, they're really great. Me personally, I find that they're like, it's too much stimulation for me, but like other people like find them really, really effective. So I'll include links to that so you can check out some <laughs> sex toys as well. Um, yeah, so is anyone, Samantha and Samantha and Jane, you guys are there, anyone's here. Did you guys have any questions or any observations or thoughts? Coaching? 
totally cool if you don't. <laughs> no dramas at all. Um, we had quite a discussion this morning. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any suggestions for websites or podcasts or what have you for folks, couples that are, we're not in our twenties anymore. Right. Right. You know, uh, I'm in menopause. We're in our fifties and things are not the same anymore. So just, yeah, maybe specific to, I don't know, sex yeah. as you age or. Sex is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Danielle, she's like in her forties. And so she does address a lot of that, like with her podcast. So that's, that's the one that I'm familiar with. Okay. Sam. So, um, but that doesn't mean there's probably, there probably are like. There probably are. Uh, right. Like yeah. people that, that, that do speak about it. But Danielle does, like there's definitely some episodes okay. where she talks about, um, you know, there was an episode about like, you know, how to keep, keep, keep the, like, keep it spontaneous and keep the, like, fire alive when you've been in a relationship for a long time so mm-hmm. i'll dig out that one um but yeah i just have a scroll through her because she's she does cover it from a lot of different angles okay yeah yeah right. definitely yeah for sure like because it's definitely like our bodies do change as we age mm-hmm. for sure um but yeah. i think like there's things that we can do like like those those exercises to because the muscle is is really key right right um yeah and scheduling it and also just like making time like making pleasure the priority so maybe it's like you like scheduling time together where like you're doing massage or something not necessarily Mm -hmm. it's going to be like and removing that that pressure for orgasm can be really helpful yeah and i really like the the building the bridge idea oh my goodness yeah 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 yeah, we've tried the scheduling and uh and that's great. And but I I've never heard of that and that that sounds really yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So taking that and time being intentional yourself. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, and it just proves ex- your experience of the time that you uh-huh. are together. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. But like totally like you're not alone it's not the like that's part of the aging thing so mm-hmm. yeah but it's like amazing if you've already got that scheduling habit going like that's mm-hmm. yeah there's always that's that's awesome excellent jane did you have any questions before we wrap up or any thoughts i know you're traveling so you may not be able to talk it's all good no, she's good. Excellent. I can just <laughs> quickly say, yeah, no, that was really good. Um, the uh, I think the only question that I had that came up um, with me recently was um, one of my deliveries, the first was actually by cesarean, <clears throat> um, and um, there is some sort of... Um, you know, scar tissue there that 
um, not on externally, but internally, and whether you oh. knew of any, um, any, um, and I've had a physical therapist to do something recently to, you know, try and, you know, break up that adhesion, but it does tend to, you know, sort of like has affected some of the nerve endings just, you know, superficially, not internally. So it doesn't, hasn't messed things up as such. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I just wondered if you, they, you had any resources that, you know, might have, you know, that you've come across or that dealt with that. No, I haven't, Jane. Like nothing, like nothing's coming to mind. Um, because um, no yeah, like, I, no, I had, I had two cesareans, and I, like, I've got, um, yeah, cool. Um, I had two cesareans, and I've got the scar tissue, but I like haven't noticed any, like it hasn't really impacted me on the inside. Um, yeah, one thing that might, um, might be worth exploring is so in the resources I'll put it so the the sex toy people that I mentioned they've got this one called um Lalo beads which is what I'm actually thinking about getting some to experiment with but they're they're like these beads that you put into the vagina and like I'm not sure how they work but like to do exercises for strengthening the wall so that might be it's kind of like massaging on the inside so if the um if that scar tissue is there it might they might be helpful for like just massaging that and bringing more blood flow into it and but yeah that would be the only thing I can think of that that might be helpful yeah but yeah, it's like there would be someone who knows about this stuff. So definitely keep keep looking, Jane. You'll find something. Yeah, amazing. Great, thanks. Yay, awesome. Okay, well, we might wrap up there. Unless anyone, I think we're good on questions. Um, yeah. So takeaway from this is like, yeah, like seeing playing the long game as well like seeing this as a you don't have to do it perfectly and you don't have to like have it all figured out next week like just remembering that you know this is something that over our lives that we could just like a habit that we can we can work on um and yeah like not putting too much pressure on ourselves um yeah like to for it to be perfect and just like chipping away at it doing little bits like just adding in one thing and experimenting with one thing at a time, knowing that, you know, there's, there's no rush and that you'll, you'll get where you want to be. Okay. So that's it this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about relationships. I'm going to be sharing all the t- secrets from my marriage coach, which was really fun and even more like an even bigger investment, but also a really huge payoff. So um, yeah, really excited about that. And then the week after we are back to normal programming. So we've got like naturally healthy club, um new group starting the first week of September and for those of you that are in this group like in the in the staying naturally healthy group I'm going to be teaching naturally healthy club in a radically simplified way so there'll of course a lot of a lot of concepts will still be the same but just the process that we're going to be following is going to be more more incremental and and even tinier um so i'd really encourage you to consider like starting it afresh and tuning in each week with fresh eyes of like just 
from as if you're just starting it for the first time and learning it from for the first time. So I think there will be some really great things to come out of this. Okay. So how I think that'll really- actually be really easy for me because in so many ways, even though I haven't just gotten started, I feel like, wait a minute, I, I'm just getting the hang of this. Amazing. What a great thought. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great that, yeah, it's going to be somewhat different. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And sounds good. Yeah, awesome. And like Sam, you've only just been through one bout, but there's some people that have like been with me from the beginning. So this will be like Uh six or seven at a time. Um, and for those people, yeah, like let's all bring, like I'm approaching it with fresh eyes or like starting like everything from scratch and thinking about how I want it to go so like if we all approach this with this like approach of newness I think that's going to be really key and then we are still going to have the monthly graduates calls and so I've scheduled in the first one of those in September and what I'm going to what my vision for the for the um, staying naturally healthy group is is that we actually use those to like set 90 day goals where we have because all the new people their goal is kind of the same it's like to learn this process and to learn how to listen to like all those things that we do in the the process but for you guys that have been on this I think having more specific goals and you might like to have a goal that's like you know around improving your your ability to experience pleasure or you might like to have a goal around um, your changing relationship with time like it and thinking about oh what would be fun for me so we're going to be doing some like this group's going to be about yeah like thinking about our goals and working towards them together so it's so like goals is just so fun for getting what we want so stay tuned we'll have more on that later but I just wanted to give you guys a, a heads up of what's coming so Okay, have a beautiful week, everyone, and I'll catch you guys next week.